Whenever you are addressing an objection, right, you can look about how you're talking about it, how you're positioning your product, and the details that you're giving about your offer. And I want you to say, you know, how can I make my offer more Hi, valuable? Hi, I'm Michelle Han, and I've built multiple six-figure online businesses from home that offers the financial freedom for me to do what I want, when I want. And most importantly, it allows me to be available for my children whenever they need me. And let me tell you that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for our successes. So how do you build a thriving business from home and impacting thousands from around the world? This is the Chill Mom Boss Show. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Chill Mom Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Hahn. And today, we are talking about objections. Specifically, what to do when you hear things like, well, I'm interested, but it's too expensive. Um, I don't have enough money. Or I want to do it, but I'm not really ready yet. Um, so I'm gonna wait a little while and maybe I'll come back later, right? Maybe I'll buy it next time. Let me think about it. Um, yeah, that's something that I always use. I'll think about it, right? Or if your um, product is of a biggest purchase, you probably get people like, oh, let me talk to my husband. And these are common objections that you are going to hear. And here's the thing. There's no way around them and there's no way to avoid them because the longer you avoid talking about the most obvious things in your prospect's mind, the bigger the objections become. So anyway, I'm going live this Thursday to deliver a turn a no into a yes, how to overcome objection masterclass. It's a two hour masterclass to help you identify, address and overcome objections because that's the way to increase your sales. And if you can save just 10% of sales month after month, do you know how much you'll be adding to your bottom line by the end of the year? And if you're catching this podcast as it's just got released, then you're in luck because until this Wednesday, the masterclass is just $97. And on Thursday, the price would be back to $297. So head over right now and sign up at www.mumboss.academy forward slash objection dash masterclass and if you catch this podcast too late you can still sign up and watch the replay and that would be 297 for you so let's get back to this episode i've been in business for 12 years now and i was in sales and customer service for five years before that so i've been selling things all sort of things for 17 years and i still hear the most common objections now Truth be told, I hear them a lot less than I did years ago because I know how to talk about it even before people ask. And also, I now know how to navigate them. Now, let me paint a picture of what it used to look like for me when I hear these common objections. You know, I'll be talking about my service or my product, giving people everything they need to know, and I feel like 
I did such a great job, you know, I offered value, I transitioned into selling, and then I felt like I nailed all the important parts, I, um, I highlighted the features and the benefit, and I thought I did it all right, all correctly. And so at the end, I was ready for the person to just say yes. And then I would hear people say things like, well, I'm not sure yet because it's too expensive. It's not something I usually go for. I don't have the money, maybe next time. And all those other objections that I told you about, like I'm not ready just yet, maybe down the road. And all of a sudden during that conversation, I would start to think, oh no, I must have said something wrong or I must have did something wrong. I obviously didn't position the product correctly and nobody now wants it. I'm such an imposter. Who am I to be talking about this? I have totally screwed this up. And anybody who has learned from me, you know that I believe there's so much power in your conversation with your customers, right? And if you sell via a discovery call or a webinar, the selling power is during Q&A. And that's when you'll see and hear resistance in the questions. And if you do it right by handling those objections correctly, you're gonna see a huge improvement in your conversion rate. And that means more money in your pocket. And I want to help you navigate through the most common objections so that you as the business owner or service provider or a coach, I want you to be able to mind your own mindset, right? I want you to be able to be very careful as to what you're making those objections mean. And I also want you to be able to look at them, hear them, and then navigate through them to a point that you actually are changing the minds of those people who are telling you the objections. And I want you to address them head on. And I'm going to give you some tips today and some strategies that you can address them so that when they do come up, you can flip them around and then also like me, they come up with a whole lot less, okay? A whole lot less objections. And if you can do this at the front end of your offer or in your communication, and sometimes if you are able to do that, you won't get objections at all, which is awesome, right? So we are going to address them. I'm going to get into some specific objections. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Author, sales expert, Brian Tracy says it best. This is what he wrote, right? Treat objections as requests for more information. Treat objections as requests for more information. And now I wanted to start there because as an entrepreneur, you have to manage your own mindset around these objections that are going to come your way. There's no way around it. And with that, if you start to look at objections as just requests for further information, then they're not a no, right? They have nothing to do with who you are, what type of product you have, what type of course you created, or whether you are a good person or a bad person. Like all the 
negative thoughts can be taken out of an objections, right? And just look at it as a request for further information. And that's where I want to start because you got to get your mindset in the right place when these are coming your way. And that's something that I struggled with for many years and why I'm so passionate about teaching you the different ways so you don't have to go through that, that internal struggle that I went through. Now, we talk a lot about knowing your ideal customer avatar and inside of my courses and these podcasts, I've talked about you know, really drilling in on who you serve, knowing who they are, what they want, what they desire, uh, where they're struggling, what are their pain points. Because when you know your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, you definitely can anticipate many of the objections that will come your way when you put your product out there, right? So that's the first thing I want you to pay close attention to. And if you're struggling with your ICA, your ideal customer avatar, go to the show notes of this episode. I'm going to link you to my ideal customer avatar worksheet. It's a free download, okay? And that's where I like you to start. So you can go to momboss.academy forward slash ICA, ICA in caps. And in the show notes, I will also link you. So just go over there and click over. It's really valuable. So once you can say who you serve and what they need and what they want and what their pain points are, that's half the battle right there. But there's another battle. There's still another half that we have to deal with. And we are going to get specific on those objections and how you can address each of them. But before we do so, let's look at the big picture. When can you start to combat these objections? Um, and also, where can you start to address them? Well, one of the best places to address them is during your pre-launch and in your content. That means even before you start having your sales pitch okay before that like weeks or months leading up to it right you could be doing weekly facebook lives and in those weekly facebook lives or instagram live you can decide okay what are the three to four common objections i'm going to get and how can I create a little content around each of those in order to just hit them head on? And this could also be, you know, addressing it on your Instagram post or story, right? So I'm a huge proponent of just addressing the, the elephant in the room, all right? Or saying things that people don't say, right? And just put it out there, right? Address what you're pretty sure your ICA is thinking. Just put it out there and address it. And that's just one of the many where and when you should handle objections. And we will cover more during our time together in our upcoming two-hour masterclass. 
and I do want you to start thinking about some of these common objections that you are already getting, right? If you ever saw anything online or offline, you probably have a good idea of what they are. I want you to jot them down, you know, really quickly, or if, if you're on a bus or driving or walking, just try to make a mental note to do that, okay? And just don't forget. Um, because I want you to start thinking, how can I tackle this in just my content, right? In general, whether I write a blog post about them, record a video um, about them, do Facebook Live, put them on a Instagram story. How can I start to think and talk about even though I'm not in the selling mode so that when I finally do the selling, the launch, They've already been discussed over and over again. So that's one thing I want you to think about. Also, if you do sell via a webinar, you should be addressing objections right, left and center. Okay. And I usually be very clear about my audience objection. All right. And I'm well aware of when to bring it up. So in my in-demand program, my students have very different objections than, than those who are interested in my Mom Bosco program. My Mom Bosco is a program on how to create and launch online business. And some of those objections might overlap, but they're definitely some distinctive ones, all right? Um, so you want to look at your product suite uh, or what you're offering, right? Your coaching packages and just choose two or three objections for each that are specific for those different offers. And then when you sell, I want you to start discussing them in your sales conversation. So if you're joining our upcoming masterclass, I'll teach you how to do this. And I'll walk you through slide by slide by slide of um, what is the real meaning behind each objection and how to address them. And it will be like, this is where you address the objection. This is where you put them in your call um, or your webinar. And this is how you talk about them. Okay, so I'll teach you all in our turn a no into a yes, how to overcome objection masterclass. So if you do sales pitches, webinars, discovery call, or selling via social media, you should definitely bring up those objections and talking about them. And then, of course, um, objections are going to show up at the end of your pitch, right? A bit of Q&A. And if you do webinar, you, you will be doing, you should be doing a live Q&A segment. And that's where it could really throw some people off. When they start to see, you know, potential customer typing all these objections and they didn't know how to handle them, that's when you could get anxious and afraid, you know, oh my God, what others may be thinking and oh no, if they didn't think about that objection before, they would definitely be aware now. So that live interaction could really rattle some people, right? And I used to be really nervous at the end and I don't want that for you. Now, I don't know what your business is. 
You and I probably do things very differently, so I'm going to address this in general terms, right? Um, then you can make it specific. Yeah, you have to make it specific, all right? And let's talk about the first one. I don't have money. We all heard it. And here's the thing. My students who sell a $19 product have told me that they battle this one. And then I have students who sell a $2,000 program tell me that they battle the same thing. So it doesn't matter whether it's a $19 product to $2,000 or even beyond. My students and I are hearing this objection when they're selling their products or coaching programs or the service or whatever that might be. And here's what I firmly, firmly believe. Here is your own mindset shift that I want you to adopt. I want you to change your mindset here. And this is what I've done. And I believe it to my core that if anybody wants something bad enough, they will figure it out. If someone wants something bad enough, they will figure out how to do it. And you and I have done that, right? There have been many times in my past that I really couldn't afford something, but I figured it out. I knew it'd be good for me, I figured it out, right? Whether I took on a part-time job in high school or sell my things or whatever it takes, right? I have done it all. <laughs> I have figured it out, I'm sure you have too, and that's just human nature. If you want something bad enough, you will figure out how to get it. So I want you to believe that of your prospects, your ICA as well. So if they're not buying and they're telling you that it's too expensive, they just don't see the value in it. They're not seeing the power of what you can do for them through your products. They just don't get it. They haven't seen it yet, right? They're not seeing yet. And that comes back to you. So when I hear that, you know, I don't have money right now, I never want you to ever believe it. Now, sure, of course, there's like some real cases here and there. True, that's fine. They're the outliers. Let's go for the people that if they really want something, they'll figure it out. Okay, and those are the people that we're focusing on. And I want you to tell yourself, okay, I need to dig a little deeper here and figure out how I can demonstrate the value in terms of how my course or product will solve some painful problem for my ICA. And during our upcoming masterclass, I'll be giving out a PDF with exact script, word by word, so then you can just plug them into your sales conversation. And whenever you are addressing an objection, right, you can look about how you're talking about it, how you're positioning your product, and the details that you're giving about your offer and I want you to say, you know, how can I make my offer more valuable? You can tell stories of students or customers who have gotten results, right? You could tell your own stories about how you've made the transformation. Um, you can definitely focus on um, before and afters of experiences, right? Of before, 
how someone didn't have you know access of what you're giving them and then now they have gotten access what life look like now for them right and i think stories are the most valuable way to demonstrate what you can do for somebody else and you want them to see themselves in your story and if you're in my in demand program you probably worked with me personally to compile these stories and how to work it into your talk your speeches your interview and your content and you can certainly use it during your sales conversation and if you're like but i'm just starting out uh i don't have a lot of stories you can always use pre-launch results right your friends feedbacks uh, you can always give your product or your services to someone for free or help them go through a program and then you get to tell their story of how they've made the transformation right there is always a way and the thing is you got to be resourceful here right there's always a way and so when someone tell you i don't have enough money I want you to dig deeper. Now, if you are an overachiever, you'll find a few person they that have said that they don't have enough money, right? And what you can do is you can get on the phone with them and you will ask, tell me about your situation. Tell me about what you really want. You know, let's say money wasn't an issue. What do you think might be missing here? And what are some of the concerns you might have about joining my program or buying this product, right? There is always something deeper there. I can promise you that. And the more you listen, you will uncover it. And I've also done it in my pre-launch emails and managed to save at least 10% of keen prospects who have told me that it's too expensive, right? It is one of definitely a um, most common objection and there's something deeper. And a lot of times it stems from someone being nervous that they're not a good fit or they're not good enough or they won't be able to get results like everyone else. And that's why there's always value in addressing how someone's thinking and feeling. And that's why stories are important because if you tell your own story, you could say, look, I remember how I used to feel this way, right? And I used to believe in this. And then I decided to make a shift and I did X, Y, Z, which is X, Y, Z is what your program or service offers. And now this is how life looks like for me. So when someone tells you that they don't have enough money you paint the picture for them for what life could look like for them right what would the experience would look like how they will think how they will feel on the other side and i want you to get into the nitty-gritty here okay just dive deeper because people can always figure out the money now to get even more practical i don't want you to jump in right away right and this is just an additional and extra level you can always do payment plans and for many years now you know i've done 12 month 
uh, installment plan and I usually suggest it to the newbies because um, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? So let's say you have a program and it costs a thousand bucks, right? So doing $99 per month, right? It's, 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 it's good to help those people who don't have enough money, right? And just go here, you can come up with $99 per month, right? So number two is you can also offer money back guarantee because it takes away some of the risk that they may be feeling and where most of the objections may be coming up. So having a money back guarantee, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, you know, you can formulate it however you want to. And that's also always help. But a payment plan and a money back guarantee do not take the place of you drilling down more on the value. You need to present the value, right? Um, right, so right from the beginning, you know, I say I have a lot of objections that I want to talk about, but in addition to all that I've just shared, right, if you talk more about benefits versus the features, and that's also going to help you a lot. And I'm going to come back to this one in a moment, but what I mean by that is that you talk about what the product can do for them, right? For you. And like I say, uh, you know, if you feel like this and if you think like that, here's the benefit versus like, um, this has 50 gig extra storage or jojoba oil or 10 more videos or PDF, right? No one cares because in the whole scheme of things, when money might be tight, it could be very true, right? Money, people always feel like money is tight, right? I'm not saying that it's not tight for them. I'm just saying that if they really want to buy, they'll find a way. So when money's tight and you're talking about extra storage or added ingredients, uh, 10 more videos or five more PDF, people are not sold. When you're talking about you can save more photos, um, this extra ingredient makes your skin glow, right? It makes you feel more calm. Let's say you are teaching meditation. You need to tell me that I feel more calm, that I will have more clarity, that I will make more smarter decisions, that my relationship will be better and blah, blah, blah. And suddenly I'm listening. And now I'm starting to think that maybe I could even take on another client to have a little bit more money, right? And that's what you want your ICA to start thinking about. You want them to start getting creative about how they can make it work because they really want the benefits right? At the end of the day, people don't care about the features. You can mention them very quickly, briefly, um, but don't drill down. You never see me drill down to the features, which I used to, big mistakes, right? I used to drill down so much on the features that it's ridiculous and these days I don't anymore. And even if when I'm explaining a feature, I'll talk about the benefit, okay? So just remember that and um, okay, next one. I'm not sure I'm ready. And I get this a lot, right? Like, Michelle, I really want to start a business or grow my business, but I don't think I'm ready yet because I need to first figure out 
XYZ in my business or I need to do this first and do that, right? And I'll tell them, and this is, I tell them honestly, that you never feel 100% ready to do anything big in business, anything big in life, right? And I'm 100% confident that if you're ready to take this on, right? And when project like launching your own business is really easy for a lot of doubts to pop in and then that little voice saying, you're not ready, you know, maybe you need to wait until your kids are older, when life isn't so busy anymore, and maybe you need more social media followers. I get that a lot. And I remember um, there's this person telling me that I need to get at least a thousand people on Instagram following me. Then I could think about what I can sell and monetize. And I said, listen, it doesn't matter whether you have a thousand people on Instagram or not, it's not going to determine how successful your business is or not. It is just an excuse that you are scared to take the leap. And I just hit it head on. And it usually resonates with people because I know, right? I could, I could see it in the comment when I'm on webinars and after I talk to people so many times, and and knowing that i could use that right so when someone say i'm not ready i'm going to wait i'm like no 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 <clears throat> that's your fear you're playing small right this is the term that i like to use in my marketing you're playing small and then imagine what it would feel like if right and then you fill in the blank as to what type of transformation they could get through your service and when they tell you I I'm just not ready yet and I'll go well imagine what it would feel like if you could just move past that fear right and you say I'm scared this is awkward I'm not sure I can do this I'm gonna give it a bit of time to see whether it's a good shot right imagine how you will feel like if you really hit those goals that you set for yourself life's ever changing right we don't have time to waste the time is now and so that is something that as long as it feels right to you as long as you don't feel like you're being scammy or too pushy it has to feel right to you right when you're on a sales call and it feels right your people will feel that and so just address things head on don't be afraid to call things out and when your audience is playing small or feeling scared, <clears throat> in fear, have excuses, you can call it out because you're the expert with your products. And if you do this with a lot of compassion and heart, people will appreciate that. And that's something that I really want to step into, right? And that's something for you to think about. And I'm here to tell you that a lot of the objections you're getting is really the mindset, right? In the simplest form, people are just afraid that they're not enough. That's human nature. And it is our job to talk about it and to make them realize that it's normal. I'm not saying that you take that away from them. I'm saying that let them know that the feeling is normal. Right? and that we are going to work through it anyway. We're going to keep going anyway. And that's what I do with a lot of my students. Like, <clears throat> like I get it. 
I could feel the fear as well and it's normal you just need to keep going and I just want you to think about how you could address that for your ICA and also you could always encourage them to get a little bit of help right and in my world i encourage my students to get a va even if it's for two to five hours per week you can always get a little bit of help um, if you're nervous that you don't have certain skill sets or knowledge in certain area um, you can always have a VA to help you do some of that, right? And I now even have a bonus in my program on how to use a VA to help you through your business, right? And I like to cover all terms, you know, all, all bases, right? So when there's an objection, it's for me to think about, wow, this is what they need from me and how I could create an offer. What can I add to the offer that could elevate some of those fears? All right. So I hope that these episodes have helped you uh, in addressing objections the next time you are in your sales call for your services, coaching program, and uh, whenever it might be that you're promoting online or offline. Um, I hope that it has allowed you to see objections in a different way. And most importantly, I hope that this episode helped you as an entrepreneur to change your mindset about what these objections mean. And it doesn't mean that you're not good enough. And it's not, it doesn't mean that your product is not good enough or that you've done something wrong or your business idea sucks and you're an imposter you shouldn't be talking about a certain topic people don't mean any of that people don't mean any negativity towards you it comes from their own fears and uncertainty and also in our upcoming masterclass we'll also address something that is called vehicle based type objections and while yes it is related to what you are offering but what sometimes people get it all wrong and it makes their potential customer run away you know you get people avoiding your call they ghost you okay so just remember um, at the start the quote by Brian Tracy what objection really means right it just means that people want further information so give it to them give it to them in stories solutions in examples in frameworks and that would help them shift the frame of mind and um and that's your job as an entrepreneur and then from there you can also give them the awesome solution or a different take on a situation so that you know sometimes it's not about the money or the external circumstances anymore is it's not about the stuff that they think about because you are actually addressing something deeper right a deeper meaning of those objections and if you really want to become better and good at sales and really helping your ideal customer avatar make a decision that could potentially change their life you owe it to them it's you owe it to them that you need to get good at this 
okay so to sign up for the masterclass you can head over to www.momboss.academy forward slash objection dash masterclass all right that's it and um i hope you have enjoyed this episode and um whatever that you've learned today do apply it and um i hope to see you again next time bye for now now if you have enjoyed this episode please leave a review wherever you're listening a good one i hope chances are if you found value in this episode others would be too you can also tag me at the chill mom or momboss.academy on instagram and tell me what you like or have learned from today's episode i love seeing how you fit my podcast into your life till the next time all my best and you've got this